Welcome to episode 19. This week on the Encouragers United podcast, I connect electronically with a young and exciting millennial named Tyler Mumaw. He's high-octane positivity with a passion to encourage and build up middle school-age students through his teaching and giving of spiritual leadership. His advice to his generation and us all, however, is to simply be present. having lunch with someone and we're just looking beyond them we're saying man like oh yeah i'm listening but man i got some at three o'clock four o'clock don't forget this meeting got to pick this up like it's so easy to get caught in that and i was challenged so much by that because i do that like i feel like i'm doing great i mean i'm investing but not to the full potential because i'm so worried about all these other things and so it started this kind of train of and what does it mean to be present In a world that is becoming increasingly sad, depressed, and hopeless, individuals with great hope and positivity are needed now more than ever. These inspirational leaders come in the form of teachers, pastors, coaches, and mentors. They possess a deep and abiding faith, an enthusiastic hope, and a passion to build others up. We are the encouragers, and these are our stories. Teaching and mentoring middle school-age students will call for patience and determination. And Tyler Mumaw has dreams to take that on with passion and positivity. A native of Wayne County, Ohio, the Smithville High School grad and now Malone University junior studying education is excited and passionate to make his future classroom a special place where young minds and hearts will be engaged, encouraged, and energized to learn not only the content, but also who they are and why they're here. Well, Tyler Mumaw, it's so great to have you on the show this week. Uh, you kind of represent a younger generation. You are a uh, what we would call a millennial. And so welcome to the show, Tyler. Why don't you say hello to everybody and just introduce yourself briefly. Thank you. Um, yeah, I very appreciate this opportunity to be on here. Um, like you said, my name is Tyler Mumaw and I'm a junior right now at Malone University. Having the opportunity to study middle childhood education, studying for uh, math and science concentrations. Math and science at the middle school level. You betcha. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but you are uh, originally from Wayne County. You're a Worcester product, right? Worcester, Ohio. Yeah, it's actually been cool. I've lived in the same house my entire life, been at the same church my entire life, and I've just kind of always known this as home here. Yeah, that's awesome. And your dad's a pastor, uh, Worcester Grace, right? Yeah, so ever since I was about eight years old, we've lived on a farm, and my dad did farming his entire life. Eventually, just driving the tractor one day, just kind of got this call that, um, it was time to really head into ministry and he was serving at a high capacity already but then just really kind of continued on that call and took the position and it's really uh, I think transformed my opportunity in the church as well as I've just been able to have opportunities to service times and have a lot of other outlets to get involved with people much smarter and wiser than me that have 
really impacted me in many ways. Um, yeah. And then my mom, she's been a school teacher right out of college. She, she's just been doing that. And so I actually had her in third grade in science, and that was uh, such a fun time. And she is truly an incredible teacher. Awesome. So you're the product. You're the third child, I think, the youngest of three, yep. right? Uh, from a family of, a, of a, a pastor and a teacher. So now you're studying to be a teacher. You're going to go into education, but you're also been, you've been working in ministry there with the middle schoolers at Grace. And I know you, of course, to be one of the most positive and high energy guys uh, of your age group that I've ever met. That's kind of what qualifies you to come onto the podcast here. I want to, I want to get inside your brain a little bit. Tell us a little bit of just your leadership philosophy, your, you know, your life philosophy, where, where have you come from? How do you see the world? Yeah. So I think a lot of this started um, around my sophomore year of high school when I think I truly found myself up until that point, I really had soccer as an idol in my life. And um, I valued that I played it all the time. And it was a big part of who I was. The beginning stages of high school, though, I went through some injuries and that really shaked me up, um, kind of hit a little bit of rock bottom and really just wasn't really sure where my hope was. Uh, finally, around sophomore year, though, I just found that I truly wanted to give all I was to Jesus. And as anybody knows, that does some really good things. And um, life just really started to go up and to the right when I decided that I wanted to really follow Jesus with everything I had. And so um, some verses that came to mind were um, seeking mentors. This kind of started my, my trail. And so like Proverbs twenty three twelve. Apply your heart to instruction and your ears towards of knowledge. And also Proverbs 13.20, a wise, Proverbs 13.20, just uh, walking with the wise, you become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Those two things kind of set me on a trajectory of like, I need to seek out this wisdom so I can be the best I can be. And so it started with getting a mentor right off the bat. It was our children's pastor at church. And when I started meeting with him every other week, you know, we just went through a little bit of theology, which was cool. We went through this book called Shape about your spiritual gifting. And this book is really key in just starting my kind of journey of leadership and uh, positivity and kind of discovering what my passions were about. Um, one of the pages talked about, you know, what is it that gets your heart going? You know, what are you passionate about? What are you, what are you really motivated about? And for me, the one thing on that list that really stuck out was spiritual apathy in other people. It was just when other people are struggling, man, that gets me going. I want to be there. I want to disciple. I want to give those next steps. I love taking people from step A and taking them up to the next level. That kind of led into going on a mission trip to Philadelphia where we did a kids camp. Man, fell in love with kids, fell in love with uh, teaching and just being a part of that whole process. And so I got involved right away um, when I got back. So sophomore year of high school, involved in the kids ministry department. It was cool because I was working with my mentor and my brother because he was already involved there. And so there's just some really cool relationships. But yeah. So then even in that, even in that role, I started to move up and um, was on stage team for about 70 kids for some services and just working with my brother, leading small groups um, of kids. And then it even led to being like a service leader for like one of the services during church where I just got to lead leaders and just continue to grow in my passion and desire to lead people um, and invest as well. I think during this time, I really discovered just the passion for discipleship. Like I said, I found that spiritual apathy, just a plug inside of me that I really was motivated about. Um, I picked up a kind of my first 
mentee and it was a freshman in high school and man every once a week we meet and just we were going through a book and I just I felt so filled from it it was really an experience and so these last few years now I've really been trying to cultivate that desire um, with just those relationships and uh, me and me and another really good buddy and Darren uh, one of my best friends we actually led a, a group of about six or seven students from another school um, just our last two years of high school and just like hung out with them, spent time with them, and did a lot of things with them. I'm just kind of really learning more and more of just like, you know, our positivity and encouragement can just go such a long way in students even younger than us and next to us. And that's just one of the greatest ways that I've found to invest. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. And I, I can just hear your energy uh, and your passion for it. So thanks for sharing that. I'm, I'm wondering um, why middle schoolers? You know, I think you have a certain heart. You know, those in education would say that it takes a special breed. But tell us your attraction to this age group of 11, 12, 13, 14 years. It's actually funny. Every time I tell someone, you know, it's uh, middle school is where I'm going. They're like, oh, you're insane. Like, those students are crazy. But I could not think anything different. Um, I think it started so when I was going through those injuries freshman year of high school, I started coaching a fifth and sixth grade soccer team. And just, man, love that age group. It's just so much fun. I think my humor just connects with them. I really enjoy that, the time I get with those students. And I also think because of that whole uh, relationship investment part that I'm learning about myself, um, I started to think about, you know, what it means with the certain types of students I can impact most. You know, I think there's some incredible investments you can have with the elementary. Students are really going through so many psychological developments and changes in that middle school area when they're really trying to find who they are. You know, their purpose is really, they're trying to find that purpose and it's not easy, right? There's distractions and there's a lot of worldly attractions and it can be hard to find yourself, especially in that middle school time. And for me, it's like, what an opportunity to try guide these people in the right way, be Jesus to them in the classroom. And I still remember the day that I decided I wanted to go into teaching, I was uh, having lunch with my mom. So she's a third grade teacher, like I said, and just asking her about her job. It finally just clicked. Like, I could do this. Like, I want to teach. And so as soon as we got home, I, I looked up the different degrees I could do. And right away, I'm like, no brainer, I'm going for middle school. No brainer, math and science. It's what I love. Ever since that day, nothing's changed. It's just God's been reminding me more and more, yes, this is exactly where I can make the biggest impact right now. Um, and yeah, it's something just special about that age group that I was really drawn to. So I'm wondering, is there was there something very uh, pronounced or what I want to say profound that happened to you when you were that age group? Uh, tell us about your middle school years. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know about profound, but I, I think I was really blessed with with those good leaders. So like I said, I, I've grown up at Grace Church and has had a lot of really good people pouring into me. You know, through that time, I, I just did have, you know, some great small group leaders, some great people in my life that I think really guided me to, you know, bigger and better places. And so I think that just kind of showed me, man, like this is really important because you know, you, you can definitely go on different forks along the road, but when you have really key investing people in your life, it can really change things. So I want to be that to those next generational students. And so who were those mentors that you had when you were that age? Yeah, I think in middle school, definitely um, I had an awesome middle school preacher. He was just out of college and so like very relatable, extremely fun. We would hang out, play FIFA. It was cool because 
he wanted to get invested in the things that we loved. Like I said, big soccer player. And he actually came to like one of our practices and like played with us and just like, like that really showed like, man, he cares. Like that was just a, I think a big investment piece. I would definitely call my dad one of the biggest investors in my life. And um, just kind of the same things, just always wanting to know what's going on in my life, always caring about me, like wanting to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, it made a big impact, I think. And so um, those are just a couple of examples. Yeah. Tell me now what your passion, how your passion for math and science, and two subjects that, you know, arguably are, are very difficult for certain individuals, but walk us through your what's your future intention and your strategy is going to be. Uh, to take uh, some very complex, you know, math and science as topics uh, curriculum and make it fun, make it exciting, make it something that they are wanting to go to and to, you know, like, and I can't wait to get to Mr. Muma's class because, you know, I love math and science because of him. So it's going to be interesting in a few years to look back on this podcast and see which one I'm actually teaching in. But I, uh, like right now, if I would say 95% want to teach math and 5% like science, just like I'm very interested in math I think I'm a, a concrete thinker and so I love just like having that yes answer that no answer and I love kind of the process of getting to that right answer I'm not against science so who knows I may be teaching there but something that I've definitely been doing is you know looking into what it mean what does it mean to engage students and I think a lot of that is how you make those students want to go to your class within the within the content yeah it's um I think just creating fun ways, fun videos, just interactions with the students and just how I go about teaching. But there's also been some other elements that I've been trying to think about right now, how I can make my classroom unforgettable. Fun, like introductions each day, um, fun little like um, parts. So like, for instance, on, you know, Fridays, we're going to do like fun Fridays. I'm going to start with a quick little game, something like that. Mondays is going to be making account Mondays. We're talking about like a challenge for the week and like just little different parts, I think, to to add to the classroom so it's not just get there, open my book, learn what I need to do and get out. You know, try to add some different elements that make students feel like this is a really valuable time. Yeah, so I think that's kind of the, the route we're going with that. And and you're, you know, you're um, going to take some very difficult concepts in math and, you know, there's so many youngsters at that point where if they have a bad experience with it by the time they reach you know that middle school era they go oh I'm no good at math and I can just imagine you blowing blowing their minds with you know saying no you can be good at this I do believe in you you know that that's what I would hope for you in your career but uh you know, you're a high energy person. You've just come off of, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, we're going to speak of current events here. And right now we're under a, uh, you know, a shelter in place mandate from the state of Ohio. And you even personally, I think I know of, uh, you know, a kind of a mandated quarantine because of a trip that you just recently took. But why don't you uh, first tell me how you're handling this? You know, you're a high energy guy. How are you handling the, uh, you know, the, the, the shelter in place quarantine kind of thing, but then also maybe segue that into why you're being quarantined and what your trip was like. Yeah. So it's hard. So yeah, quarantine, I mean, it's a uh, day nine right now. And yeah, I mean, I, I love, and I just live off of meeting with people. It's unusual for me to go through a day without meeting with someone for you know coffee or lunch or supper and just like 
man, I thrive off that investment and I feel God's really giving me that purpose to just speak life into people through those times. And so I've been trying to chase after that. And it's just all kind of like a hundred percent to zero percent right now. Coming into it, I was like, you know what, it's gonna be a time just to you know, really grow myself, read a lot of books, and just uh, really challenge myself in some other ways. But it's been hard. Um, so kind of working through, you know, what does it mean to adapt to this new kind of style of life and um, definitely taking advantage of, you know, FaceTime with some other technology to still, still still connect with other people. But it is a challenge benefiting from prayer walks and still being able to get outside, just not interacting with anybody. Yeah, so it's all started from a trip to Europe I made with three of my good friends. So we left at a time when just kind of starting to get pretty serious and everyone knows kind of that one week period where all of a sudden it just went insane. And so it was a Thursday morning on our trip and we were leaving Saturday where we were in Paris and uh, we just saw three in the morning. So my buddy was, he was awake and he was calling his dad and I finally woke up and I checked my phone and I had messages from a ton of people like, you're stuck in France. You're never coming home. Like, I'm like, oh, my word, what's happening? Yeah, we checked and like, okay, your assistants are finally come back. But yeah, we just went for a week to, we went half to London and half to Paris and just to experience Europe and the culture. And it truly was an incredible trip. I mean, nothing was locked down because of the virus. And so we really got to see all the sites and experience the culture. And definitely an un unforgettable trip. Yeah, now paying the repercussions of, kind of self-quarantining and we're day nine and I've got no symptoms. So I think we're in the clear, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Well, you mentioned that you're doing some reading. You're trying to do college online now as uh, you know, Malone has uh, gone the way of many colleges in the country. Um, what are you reading today? What do you, what's inspiring, what's inspiring you? You're a high energy guy. We can hear that in your voice, but what refuels you and what is it that, that maybe you might share as an inspiration to everybody listening right now? What, do you, what are you really interested in right now? Yeah, so if I look at the kind of teaching side of things, um, there's a couple of books I'm reading through just about, one's about engagement, the other one's just some essential kind of tips and tricks of kind of how to best control your classroom. And so I think, um, you know, kind of with my uh, engaging, excited mind, as I'm reading these books about, and here's a way to engage students, and here's a different way, that's just really getting my mind rolling. And so I've been constantly, I keep a Google Doc of just stuff to remember for my future classroom and just stuff in that full of just things that I'm getting excited about. And so kind of reading those books have really helped me to go that direction. Definitely trying to stay rooted in scripture right now and going through Proverbs. I mean, every day you can read that book so many times as in any book in the Bible, but I mean, just continually to spend time in the Word just continues to you know, teach you new things through new perspective and yeah, really seeing some, some awesome takeaways, I think, just kind of about what it means to be prudent and to really be a man of knowledge and wisdom and to walk in that way. Another cool challenge is in the memorizing scheme of things. Um, my dad's been a huge uh, motivator and encourager, but um, we kind of teamed up and now there's 40 people with us, but we're memorizing uh, Second Peter. So we're going through that and just kind of started on Monday, but it's five verses a week. So about 12 weeks will be done, but just really cool to be kind of continually be reciting those verses and just have God's word on your heart. Um, obviously God's word is the best book we can be uh, filling ourselves with. And so trying to do that effectively. Um, one other book that's been, I think really interesting. It's called uh, respectable sins. And it's kind of about the uh, sins that we kind of brush over. I love what it says in James where um, he talks about how God sees all sins the same, but unfortunately, you know, as humans, we sometimes look at things, Oh, like, 
maybe that's not as bad. And so this book really hones in on, and here are some sins that we just kind of brush over, but are still something we need to really care about because God cares about it. And so I've definitely been challenged with that. Um, the latest one was talking about anxiety and just how we live in a culture full of anxiety, but at the same time, when we live in that, it's not relying on God. And so just kind of challenged with that and this circumstance of quarantine and trying to figure out those things. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, kind of a, a, a different kind of question. Uh, those listeners who may have heard the last few episodes, I've got some older generational leaders and I always say, hey, look, think back to your 20th year uh, as a 20 year old. What what advice would you give yourself? But I think I'm going to split this question for you, Tyler, today, because I'm if I know uh, you I think you're about 20 years old or 21 anyway. Yeah. What advice would you give your would you give your generation, you know, as millennials, what are your long-range goals? What would you like to be known for 30 years from now? So, kind of a two-part question. First start with what advice do you have for those your age? Uh, but then also, once you tell us more personally, kind of where you're headed and what you'd want to be known for 30 to 40 years from now. Yeah, so to start, um, biggest advice I would give is what I've been learning the last six months is being present. Um, I think I, I really love the fast paced life and just booking my schedule and jumping from one thing to another. Um, it's easy to feel effective in those kind of um, ways of life. But I heard a podcast that my friend sent me and it's, uh, it's Bob Goff talking about how he knows nothing about two days out. So what are you doing? You know, two days for lunch. I have no idea. And it's because he really sees that, man, so often we're, we're having lunch with someone and we're just looking beyond them. We're saying, man, like, oh, yeah, I'm listening. But, man, I got some at 3 o'clock, oh, 4 o'clock. Don't forget this meeting. Got to pick this up. Like, it's so easy to get caught in that. And I was challenged so much by that because I do that. Like, I feel like I'm doing great. I mean, I'm investing, but not to the full potential because I'm so worried about all these other things. And so it started this kind of train of, man, what does it mean to be present? And so it's, you know, putting away things and just not worrying about what's coming up next, but just sitting down and resting and like where I am right now is what matters. When you really have that mindset, it changes things. I've just been blown away with the fullness I'm getting out of life compared to where I was living before. Even when I'm, you know, with people, it's just, I feel so much more in tune with what's going on. And I, I just care so much more because I'm being present. You know, I'm not a big fan of change, most like other people, but um, I, I feel like when you're present, it's it's almost like easier, you know, transitioning from one thing to the next because you can look back and say, I made the absolute most of my time with this person, with this week, with this day. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to change. And so that's been a, a game changer and some definite advice I would continue to give to myself as well as other people in any stage of life, but being present, enjoying the time you have with people and the experiences around you. A goal for myself, um, you know, looking in the future for many years, I think it has to do with what my dad told me about a funeral he did. He said that this lady in our church, tons of people at this funeral, just a, a mover and changer in our church. And she was a nurse, but he said not a single person talked about how good of a job she did as a nurse. You know, she probably did her job. She probably did great. But they all talked about how she invested and impacted and encouraged so many people. And I think that right there is what I want for my life. I want to be an incredible teacher, you know, great test scores, all that. But beyond that, man, in the classroom, I want to teach beyond the content. I want to encourage these students, give them a sense of purpose and really show them, I mean, like this, 
this is what I really care about. That's what I'm about. And then with that, I don't want my life to just be teaching. And I want to continue to invest in, in friends and family and um, continue to you know, pour into the next generation as I get older. You know, what does it mean to maybe lead mission trips or to invest in middle schoolers when I'm 40 or 50 years old? Uh, but I think that right there is what it comes down to that I'm really passionate about. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. You know, just a, a couple quick questions to end our time together, but uh, what are the main projects and things that you're involved with right now? I know we talked about college and, and your education endeavors, but what else are you doing? Uh, and even in this kind of adapted uh, shelter in place kind of uh, configuration, but what are you, what are you involved with these days and, and what keeps you busy? Yeah, so I, I try to stay connected um, as many ways as I can with uh, my church. So through any different opportunities we have, like we do a big Kalahari retreat over the winter. And so I've been doing that every year where I get to lead a, a small group of you know sixth graders and kind of lead them the whole week at this retreat. We got mission trips every summer. I think this is uh, number 11 now coming up. But you know just a full week with you know, upper age middle school or um, lower high schoolers and just, man, getting a whole week of investment, uh, either exploring a culture, doing a kid's camp. Um, one of my favorite trips is Atlanta that we do, and we get to lead a kid's camp there, and I usually get to be in charge of kind of orchestrating the, uh, the stage teams and just the students and their roles and encourage and challenge them in those ways. So I think um, different capacities in the church, and even when I'm home, I definitely try to serve in the students' world and um, just continue to connect with those middle school-age students and make the most of those opportunities. I think, yeah, we're all trying to adjust to this new season of quarantine, but half of that looks like really quality time with my, my parents and lots of ping-pong with my dad and um, some good memories with that. But kind of the biggest ways I'm involved right now is trying to continue to you know, use technology to encourage and invest and um, still spend time with those people, even if it's not face-to-face -face interaction. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you may have inspired somebody who's listening now. How can folks uh, that, that uh, would like to get in touch with you, contact you, and network with you? Yeah, probably one of the easier ways, just uh, if we do email. So that's just going to be through uh, T and then Muma, M-O-O-M-A-W, 10 at yahoo.com. Well, Tyler, this has been a pleasure. I appreciate you, young man. You're, you've got a bright future, and I love your faith and your energy and your enthusiasm. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Encouragers United podcast with me, Charlie Grimes. I would love for you to leave a comment or a rating for this podcast. That means more to me than you know. I invite you to simply let me know how I'm doing and refer others to listen. I appreciate and read every single comment. For more information and to connect with optimistic, enthusiastic leaders all over the world, be sure to search for Encouragers United on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, or visit my website, charlesrgrimes.com.